Hey friend, welcome to the Clyde Podcast. I'm Willow Weston, the founder and director of Clyde. And today I got to have an amazing conversation with Janine Amapola. She is a YouTuber, social media influencer, and podcast host from Dallas, Texas. She loves to talk about being happy and healthy on her podcast and has such amazing wisdom and advice. I think that you will gain so much from hearing the way that God has unfolded her story and it will bless you in yours. Janine, I'm so excited to sit down and hang out with you. You are kind of becoming known as a woman that other people seek advice from. And so I thought just to come out of the gate for funsies, because people are coming to you for advice on faith, fashion, personal growth, it'd be really cool to just ask you, what's the best advice someone's given you in the last week? Oh my goodness. I thought (laughs) you were going to say in my lifetime, I was like, I already know what that is. Oh, Um, You know, the last week, honestly, it is exactly, I mean, I heard you talk to my roommate, Maddie, earlier, and she was mentioning this conversation her and I had, and we were having this conversation in our living room just the other day, and we were just talking about how, you know, if we are going to be public figures, we're going to be preaching the gospel, we are going to be sharing our faith to so many women, and we're telling them, hey, like, do what I do, then like, we've got to be double time, more living above reproach. And we really want to make sure that we are living in the light, that we are the same people online and offline. And so it was just kind of like a, like a check that she gave me of just like, Hey, let's live above reproach at all costs. Even if, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a little bit of gray in there or someone could look at you and be like, ah, that makes me kind of question her faith. It's always take the path of righteousness, always take the path that um, looks more like like Christ, you know? And so don't leave areas of grayness or areas where people are possibly going to be confused of like, I thought she was a Christian, but that makes me kind of wonder. And so just take the path that's narrow and it's worth it. Mm, that's such good advice. And I love how some of the most sort of simple advice can be the most profound or how the Lord will put people on your path along the way and just infill your life with wisdom upon wisdom upon wisdom. And now you're getting to share wisdom with so many people. When you rewind back to your life when you were a little girl, was there someone whose advice you love receiving most or a piece of advice that you've held on to for a very long time and carried with you even into today? You know, that's an interesting question because I would say growing up was actually pretty difficult for me. I um, I struggled with a lot, a lot growing up and I'm the youngest of seven kids. And so even though I had older siblings, everyone was confused. Like, I just think all of us were like trying to figure this out. We have immigrant parents. We didn't understand American culture. We were very homeschooled, very sheltered. Um, We were, you know, mixed race. We grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. And so we just really, really struggled. And I honestly don't think I had as much good advice growing up as I wish I did. Um, I can only think really of like, you know, biblical verses my parents instilled in us of just, um, like I said, my dad always 
saying to us, cling to the truth, always lean to the truth. The truth is what sets you free. And my mom always just encouraging us, you know, into the power of prayer and how prayer matters. It moves mountains. The mustard seed of faith can shift and shape things. And so those were kind of the two things I clung to growing up is just truth. And whatever you do, do the best ability with full integrity and hard work and do for the Lord. That's what my dad taught me. And then my mom just instilled um, always just, again, faith and prayer and the power of that. Um, but I would honestly say I wish I had more advice growing up. I think that would have prevented so many mistakes, so many decisions. And that's like now why like I want to be that person for girls. I want to help girls that are college, high school, even middle school. It really doesn't matter. I want to help them prevent the, the same mistakes that I made and also just help them overcome insecurities and fears, identity issues, dating, body image. I mean, you name it. I've walked through pretty much everything. <laughs> mm. It's so cool. I mean, you now have 1.8 million followers on YouTube. You have over 2.3 million listens on your podcast. And obviously, as you just kind of rewinded back to your childhood, um, life didn't always look like it looks like right now. Do you have a moment that that you can describe that you had with God where you felt like he called you to this or did this sort of calling that you now have unfold over time? Wow. Yeah. Um, it's not like the most definitive moment, but it was almost a definitive year. Um, definitely growing up, I had absolutely no idea. I had had some pastors speak stuff over me of like, hey, I foresee you writing books. I foresee you speaking to millions and millions of women. I foresee and all these things in high school. And I'm like, you're crazy. Like mm. never in my life did I ever think that was going to happen. And the Lord just kept opening doors. But again, I was very confused and my videos weren't faith related when I was in high school and even college. People knew I was a Christian. I would say I'm a Christian, but offline, I was very confused and just very hypocritical and was definitely dabbling with the world. And then in 2019, when I lived out in California, I joined a Bible study. Um, I kind of just told God, like, God, I am, I'm pretty sick of living this double life. I'm pretty sick of claiming that I'm a Christian on the internet. I'm, I'm tired of feeling full of shame and regret and not knowing who I am, hating myself. And so I just started making small changes and I got into a Bible study and I joined a church and I had this mentor who I met with weekly. She was a life coach, a therapist, and also just like a second mom to me. She was in her sixties. And so I would meet with her all the time. And I just remember very specifically, there was one day where I knew I was living a double life and I walked into this therapy session and I just thought it was going to be like any other therapy session. And I sit down and she's like, okay, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. I was like, I mean, we, I could just vent to you if you want. And she's like, no, you know what? Actually, I think I know what God wants us to talk about. And I was like, oh gosh. And I like began to like sit in my chair lower and like, was like, what is she going to say? And she like grabs this piece of paper and she like slams it on the table. And on the top of the piece of paper, it said hypocrite. And I was like, Oh, that hurt. It hurt. And it had this picture of uh, uh, like two different masks. 
And she said, Janine, I believe this is you. You're wearing a mask on in front of some people. You're claiming you're a Christian. And then to some people, you take off this mask and you're a completely different person. And like God wants to change that today. And I just started weeping. And she just told me, like, if you keep living this way, like God is going to spit you out. You either be hot or cold, you know? And I literally from that day forward, I just was so convicted. I was so called higher. And I was like, you know what? You are absolutely right. I have been living a double life for so many years. I was about 25 years old at this point. And for 25 years, I had been one foot in and one foot out with God. And finally, I just decided, I was like, I am going all in. And I started making all the strides I needed to do. And I would say from that day forward, um, that's when everything changed because I let go of friendships. I uh, got out of a relationship that was not bringing me closer to the Lord. I got more invested in this community group. I started praying more, journaling more, reading more, was super consistent with my Bible, going to counseling sessions more consistently, just being honest with people about the stuff that I've been hiding for years. And I just started finding freedom more and more and more. And I just felt like more prophecies were coming. People kept being like, I see this over you and this over you. And it just kept unfolding. It was like this ball that was rolling that I was like, I can't even stop this anymore. But I was so excited because as the ball continued to roll, the more joy, the more peace, the more set free I became. And I was like, this is what I've been missing out on. And I was just, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful someone called me out. That's what you need sometimes. Mm, what a bold woman. That's yeah. a bold she thing to do, to right? You still yeah. hang out with her? I still call her all the time. Anything, something happens, a boy, whatever. I'm like, Casey, what do I do? And she's just like, oh, sweet girl, you need to work on this. And I'm like, you're right. And I just start crying all over again. So she's literally the best. That's awesome. We all need a Casey in our lives. When you yeah. think back to that moment, where do you think your life would be had you not received the truth had you not been open to Casey speaking into your life and you kept living a double life. Do you ever think about like what life would look like for you now? That that's a great question. Yes and no. I've never thought about it so so in depth, but I always do think like, man, thank God I changed my life. But honestly, like at the time, this was when I was living in California. This was kind of when I was chasing all the LA dreams. I was trying to do acting and TV hosting. And I did do some of that. And I was going to all the YouTube events. I was meeting celebrities. I was around all these other YouTubers around a, a lot of negative influences. I was partying every single weekend. I was struggling with um, some bo body image eating disorder things around this time. I hated my body. I hated the way I looked. And so if I had not joined this Bible study, if I had not got into this therapy session, if I had continued to date this person, I don't, I like, don't even want to know. Like that thought scares me to think about who I would be without Christ, who I would be if I had not just surrendered. I mean, there is so much joy in surrender. And that's why I always say this phrase, like joy and surrender. Like there really is that. And so I would probably be very insecure still, very money hungry, very fame hungry, and just jumping from relationship to relationship and chasing numbers. But at the end of the day, I would still be so empty, so insecure, so unfulfilled, and probably would have quit the internet because I found at that time that it wasn't fulfilling without Christ, without a bigger purpose, without helping people. It's pretty empty. 
Mm. I love that you say there's joy in the surrender. Are you are you kind of saying the more that you surrendered, the more that you handed God your hopes, your dreams, your mess, your double life, the more he kind of handed you back like a better life, more opportunities and like unleashed big dreams for you? I mean, is that kind of what happened for you? Yeah. And I think I don't like to look at it as like, I'm going to surrender so I can get good things. It's just surrender because that's what God calls us to is just surrender and be obedient. And on the other side of obedience is always blessings. And so it's not even just surrendering to get good things. It's surrendering to get more of God's goodness. And I found that the more I surrendered and I let go of that control because control really is a lack of faith in a lot of ways, because you're saying, you know, I got this. It's my thing. It's my plans. God, if you don't come according to my timelines and the things that I wanted, I'm going to be disappointed in you versus just saying, God, whatever you want, I'm going to let go of my expectations and ask you for what your expectations are. And I always have this analogy that I think of that uh, control is like a rope. And the more you cling onto the rope, the more it burns you because you're just gripping and you're like, I'm not going to let go. And it it cuts you in the end. And so if you can just start slowly letting go of the rope of control, you'll start to see that now your hands are open and you're like, oh my gosh, they're open. And now I can receive more of God's goodness and I can receive more of what he wants for me because what he wants for you is always going to be tenfold better than what you ever imagined for yourself. And so the more you surrender, the more you let go, the more freedom, the more joy that you have, the less anxiety, because I think a lot of anxiety is, again, controlling the fear of what's going to happen. What if I don't make enough money? What if I don't date the right guy? What if I don't get this? It's like, how about you just surrender, put your white flag up and say, God, what do you want? And whatever happens, I know you will take care of me. I trust that you will take care of me. You will lead me. You will not forsake me. You will not give me second best. And that's where joy of surrender is so important because you actually find more joy in just being like, yeah, God's got me. And it sounds like really difficult and it is. It's a muscle you have to exercise. Believe me, I still struggle all the time. But the more you can do it, the more freedom you find. Hey friends, as a special thank you for listening to our podcast, we wanted to give you all $10 off your tickets to our Meant for More conference on March 3rd. At this conference, we will be hearing from Maddie Pruitt-Trout, Candy West, and Willow Weston. We are so excited to hear from these incredible women. So follow the ticket link in our show notes. Use code PODCAST at checkout and the discount is yours. Thank you so much for tuning in every week and we hope to see you at the conference. Mm, such such wisdom. Do you ever feel pressure to care for and sustain like so many people who are coming to you? You're influencing and impacting so many people. I mean, doesn't that feel like a lot or overwhelming at times? Yeah, it. Yes, it does. It's something that I, I gladly and willingly take. And I'm really, really thankful. Like I'd rather have so many people coming to me and asking for help and that are hungry for the word of God and that need help than nobody. And or people just only asking me, hey, where'd you get your shirt? I'd, I'd rather help people and finding freedom, getting out of toxic relationships. And so at times it's never a burden to me, but it is something that I can get overwhelmed by because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't answer 
all these DMs. I can't answer all the emails. I can't respond to every comment. And I know there's some girls walking through like very, very heavy things. And it pains me. Like I'm an Enneagram too. It's not my identity, but I'm an Enneagram too, which means I feel really deeply. And like, if I, if I could, I would respond to every single DM. And there's times when like, I literally sit there for hours and the time has just flown by because I've been responding to people's like trauma, heartbreaks, things that they're going through. And I'm like, oh my gosh, three hours just went by and I got literally nothing done. But it's because I I care so much, but it also makes me sad because I'm, I'm one human being. I'm not Jesus. I'm not omnipresent. I cannot be everywhere at all times. And so that's like always my goal with my platform is, I'm just one person. I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. I can't respond to everyone. And I'm going to always push you back to the truth, which is the word of God and the Holy Spirit. That if you're a believer, you have those two things with you everywhere you go and go back to that to find your answers. And if, if I can't help you, you know what I mean? So Hmm. it's hard, but I also feel so blessed that people trust me and that they come to me. Hmm. So very cool. I love how you talk about your life kind of like leading up to sitting with this woman and her drawing on a piece of paper two masks. And you talk about the joy of surrender. You talk about obedience. You talk about God opening up doors. And and he really has opened up doors for you. And now you get to speak into people's lives in such beautiful ways and impact them. And there's really nothing better than that. I'm sort of curious, when you think about other women, women who are listening right now, who have greatness coming, they have destiny coming, they have a calling coming, but they can't see it yet. What's your advice for them in the chapter right before the part where who they become is much more than they can imagine? It sounds like, you know, it'd be the advice for the person in the waiting season, because I do think everyone is, we're all waiting for something, whether that's a husband or a job or a house or a move or something grand that you're waiting on a a miracle to happen. And I think who you are in the waiting is just so, so important. Um, I don't think we should just be sitting, sitting around being stagnant of just like folding your hands and being like, you know what, I'm just going to do nothing until God finally blesses me. And I'm like, no, like use your time well, like how can you serve someone? How can you be obedient? Can you surrender even more? How can you fall more in love with God during this season? Because in the waiting season, I mean, we see in the Bible so much, how many people waited. I mean, Sarah waited for a baby. Jesus went to the, went to the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Like there's, there's seasons of loneliness, seasons of distraught, disparity, um, praying for something and you're, you know, something's on the other side. It's, it's coming and it always will come because God wants to bless you with that. But it sometimes just takes longer. And I think more of who you can be in that waiting season, how, how you can develop your character is more important than sometimes just getting the good thing. Because I think you need that character development, the waiting season to prepare you so you can actually receive the goodness that God has for you and fully appreciate it, fully be ready to steward it. And so I would just say, like, if you're just waiting around, I'm like, get busy waiting well, like do something well with your time. And so I'm like, don't, don't squander. Like this life is too short. It's too precious to just squander it and and wait well in that season. I know that you have worked hard and hustled and been faithful to the opportunities that God has laid before you. And that is 
so important. I also wonder, though, when you look back and you see the opportunities that he's given you, was there or have there been moments where you go, that could have only, that opportunity could have only come from God. Like there's no amount of hustle and work that could have produced this. This this was just God opening a door, God blessing, God unfolding something that I could have never unfolded. Absolutely. I mean, I look back at most of my life, honestly, and I, I always just see in my journal entries, I'm like, God is in every single detail. And we may not see it, but he's within you know, numbers and dates and so many things I look back and like, they all correlate one day and I'm like, oh my gosh, that all makes sense. And like, even living with Maddie, like that was something that like, I truly believe that only God could have done. It was a ripple effect of things that had happened to lift with Maddie and living with Maddie was one of the biggest blessings that I've ever had in my life, truly. Um, And just some of the opportunities like writing a book, has been something again, too, that was 100%. I'm like, only God could have done that for me. Um, Even something as small as like the assistant that I hired, that was something I prayed and prayed and prayed and waited for. And it ended up being so much better than I ever expected. And that was another example of like, this is what it looks like to wait on God's timing and to trust in Him for that. Um, And there's been speaking engagements that have happened, travel opportunities, people I've met, People that I'm like, only in my dreams did I ever think I was going to meet you. People prophesying over me like, hey, you know, you're going to be in rooms with Sadie Robertson one day and a bunch of other Christian leaders. And at the time, this was when I was still dabbling in between my faith. I was like, no way. And the next thing I know, like, I'm in a Bible study with Sadie Robertson. And I'm like, how? Only God, like literally only God. And so there's, there's so many things that I look back on. And I'm just like, man, this has nothing to do with me. I just try to be obedient, but this is only God's kindness and his sovereignty. Hmm, So very cool. You now advise so many people on how to have happier and healthier lives. And I'm kind of curious, what are some of the common things that you see that keep women unhappy and unhealthy? Um, I would say a lot of people I think are just scared to take chances. Um, I'm someone that I'm a yes woman. I always encourage people. I literally went on a walk with a friend the other day and she was telling me how she has been stuck in the same rut for six years. And I was like, it's time for you to like change this up. Like if it, if it's not working, it's time to change it up. And so I always encourage people like, say yes. So if someone invites you on a trip, go, go try a new church. Say yes. If a godly man asks you out on a date, I think a lot of people are just so scared because that means they have to step out of the boat. It requires more trust. It requires more faith. But then I'm like, what if it turns out better than you ever expected? What if it was like, wow, I'm so glad I took a chance. And so many things in my life are me simply just by saying yes to things, taking a chance. And mm-hmm. so I think you never know what could happen by going to this one event that someone invites you to or meeting this one girl and then she introduces you to someone else and then someone else and then maybe you meet your spouse or that person. Like, I just want people to be bold and say yes and step out of their comfort zone. Um, I would say that's like for sure one thing. And then I also think too, is just overall health is so, so important. I'm, I'm not trying to promote 
toxic self-love where I want people to be obsessed with themselves. That's not what I'm trying to promote. But I, I also know that psychologically as well as just mentally and for your body, like it's so important to work out, to drink water, to get good sleep, to read books, to um, go on walks, call a friend, do counseling, like feeding mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mind, body, soul, feeding all of those, making sure those verticals are all even is exactly like what my podcast is about of helping people do that. Because I think a lot of people can just be stuck in a rut and they have this, what was me mentality, pity me, my life sucks, everything sucks. And then I'm like, well, but what are you going to do about it? Like, if you're not making any changes and you're just complaining about it, you're just complaining instead of just being like, you know what? I'm going to pick myself up and what changes can I start today? Even if it's so, so small, what can I do today that's going to make a positive difference and it's going to make a massive change if I keep doing this consistently? And so I just want women to just step out of the boat and take some leaps of faith and get good girls around them to do it with them as well. And just think like, what if this turns out better than I ever expected? You never know. I love I love that advice so much. Start saying yes more. I think sometimes that's the opposite of what we what we tend to do when we are stuck in our lives. It makes me think of uh, the collision. We call it collision around here. The collision with Jesus where he runs into the guy. I think it's John 5 or something. And the guy is waiting by the waters to be healed. And Jesus is standing right in front of him. And and he says, do you want to get well? Like it's a, it's a fascinating question. If we all actually ask ourselves, do you want to get well? And Jesus asked this man, do you want to get well? And he starts making all these excuses for why he can't get down to the healing waters, but the healer is standing right in front of him. Right. And he has this moment with Jesus and Jesus says, pick up your mat and walk. And I think it's so fascinating that Jesus is basically like, you're stuck and I'm standing right in front of you and I'm offering you healing and you just have to move. You know what I mean? And so your advice, that just makes me think, you know, when you're saying say yes, like move, like try something new, we get so stuck sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's a participation with God. Like if you know you're not in willful sin and you know you're walking with God, you're not gonna, you're gonna be okay. Like he's gonna take care of you. I think so many people are like, if I move to that city, is that gonna be me living in willful sin? I'm like, no. Like go move to the city and just stay abiding with Christ, find good people, be obedient. But regardless, like he's going to take care of you. He's going to bless you if you are obedient to him. And so I think a lot of people are looking for this like sign in the sky of like, move to Nashville, move to LA. It's like, you can go. We have God gives us free will. It's like, do you want it? How bad do you want it? Are you willing to take some chances? Are you willing to potentially fail and pick yourself back up and try again? But people are just so scared. And they're like, what if I'm outside of God's will? I'm like, he gave you free will for a reason. Just stay connected to the vine and you will be fine. Mm, So good. What do you think are some of the greatest myths around what will make us happy? (sighs) So much stuff. Um, That was a groan. That was a sigh right there. (laughs) It's because like I've been in social media for so long and it's all the things that like I thought it was going to make me happy. And I look at other influencers and I look at people online and what they're posting and it's, it is pretty cliche, but I do think people look at like, okay, maybe if I took more trips, maybe if I finally got a spouse, maybe if I finally bought the house, maybe if I finally got my million dollars or I got the latest iPhone or I'm wearing the best latest fashion, maybe then I'll be happy. 
And you can get all those things, but it's like, I, there's that one Bible verse, I think it's in Mark 16, but it's like, what is it to gain the whole world and lose your soul? And that is exactly like what keeps me rooted. I'm like, I can have all these things. I can have the house and the boyfriend and the car and the clothes. But if that is forfeiting my soul or that's causing me to compromise, like I'm going to be left unsatisfied. I'm going to be unfulfilled. And so I think it's the same old story. Not much has changed. People look to being like money or a job or a status, an accolade, a title, a boyfriend, fashion, my body. I mean, all the things that people put their identity into. And it's like, we see time after time after time, you get the job, you get the car, you get the boyfriend. And you're like, why am I still unhappy? God is the only thing that was meant to sustain us, to fulfill us and satisfy us forever and ever and always. And it's not that God doesn't want us to have good things. I, I really do believe he's like, hey, like I've I've given you again free will. I want to bless you. I want to give you good things. But to go and try to have those things replace God, that's the issue. They were never meant to replicate God or replace God. And so I think that's where we need to keep our minds in check of just knowing like I can have these, but I cannot put my worth, my identity, my value, and everything into this to find my satisfaction and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Janine, you have so much in your life, so much that's blessed and good and beautiful around you. What do you do on the days where you feel discontent? I have those a lot <laughs> sometimes. Um, that's when I, I really do. like. I try to take a, a break off of social media because I think scrolling a lot can can contribute to that discontentment. I think that's actually where a lot of people find discontentment because if we weren't to scroll as much, we wouldn't see all the things that we're lacking or the things that we wish we had. And so I think it's important to take a break from that every now and then. And so if I find myself starting to feel discontent, I'm like, okay, I need to get off. And that's usually when I go journal and I write through those feelings of like, God, I'm feeling sad. I feel like I'm not good enough or whatever the case may be. And then I will either call a mentor or I will have when Maddie comes home, hey, Maddie, I'm feeling pretty sad. I'm feeling pretty worthless. And I just always make sure to bring someone into that um, because I just think that's so important that that is what community is for, to help them identify the lies and call you out on those. And so pretty much nine out of 10 times, that's what my day is going to look like. And I might go for a walk. I might let myself cry. I might read a book, but I would say those are some things that I do. Hmm. It's so cool to see how God has unfolded this amazing story in your life. I'm curious, as we sort of come to a close here, what are some of your big dreams you are kind of dreaming up for the future? Yes, um, I would absolutely love to write a book. Um, I'm actually currently in the process of writing one, so um, I haven't announced it yet, but I have always wanted to write a book literally since I was like 16 years old. So I'm finally doing that. Um, I would love to create conferences for women. It's called, it would be called the Abide Conference and it's part of my Abide Tribe. Um, and so I'd love to just do that and help girls find community in their local cities. Um, another dream would definitely be getting married. I would 100% want to be married one day, um, create devotionals for women. And I don't know, I think those are some of the main things as of right now. Like it's kind of crazy because I get to look back and be like, most of the dreams I've had, I've done. I've fulfilled them. And I've just been like, what? Me and God, for sure. Me and God have done that. But those are definitely like the top three that I can think of right now that I'm really praying through and wanting for sure. 
Very cool. I'm excited to see those become a reality for you. You talk about the Abide Tribe. The last thing I want to ask you, Janine, is when you think about people listening who have maybe sort of stepped away from the vine, who have gotten busy, got caught up in the hustle or the happy myths or whatever it is, and kind of moved away from abiding, do you have an invitation for them? today? Absolutely. Here's the thing is we've all done it and I know what that feels like. And it's scary because you start to feel like I must be too far gone or God wouldn't accept me back. He doesn't want me to come back. But it's just like the prodigal son, like the father welcomes his son with arms wide open. He prepares a feast. He prepares a part a party for his son. And we are that son. We're the son that runs away. We go choose our own desires, our own flesh. We think that we know better. We think that the world has something more to offer than God offers. And that is, you know, a very common mentality. And I've been there. I've done that. But I think when you start to get too far away, you start to see like, it isn't all that it's cracked up to be. And then just remembering that when you look back at you, you'll see that God had his arms open for you the entire time. He never once closed his arms. He never once folded his arms and tapped his foot and was like, I cannot believe her. How dare she? If anything, he was running in front of you. Like he was running beside you being like, wait, 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 I'm right here. Come back to me. Come back to me. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes focused on me. That's where you find life. That's where you find peace. And so just knowing that, Hey, it doesn't matter what you've been through you are forgiven, you are redeemed. There's nothing God can't save or redeem or heal or or fix, but you have to let him. That's the thing is like, you have to let him, you have to let that invitation be fully received where you say, okay, God, like this is a free gift. And am I gonna choose to walk in that free gift or not? Am I gonna choose to receive that free gift or not? And so you again have to participate, but just knowing that God has never loved you more than he's loved you right now. He's never loved you less. And he's going to love you the same today, yesterday, forever, and always. And so just knowing that whatever you're going through, whatever pain situation, it's not too far gone. It's not too messy. It's not too dirty. It's not too irreparable. God can redeem it and restore anything, but you just have to let him. Mm, Such a good word. Thank you so much for hopping on today. I know that there's going to be women who want to chase you down and get more of your wisdom and advice. How can they do that? Oh, thank you. Um, So my Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok is just Janine Amapola, J-E-A-N-I-N-E-A-M-A-P-O-L-A. And then my podcast, I post every Tuesday. It's called Happy and Healthy. And you can just find me there. And I do respond to DMs quite a bit. So feel free to send me a DM. Awesome. I love it. Thanks for hanging out, Janine. My gosh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. That was so fun. Hey, friend, don't you just love hearing stories like Janine's? Stories where God shows up in the hard chapters, in the messy chapters, in the chapters where you're living a double life and He meets you there. He collides with you there and He changes you and He calls you to more. And on the other side of that chapter is these amazing, beautiful chapters where not only are you experiencing Him, but you're being used by him to help other people in those hard chapters. I just I just love hearing the way that he works in people's lives. I hope that this podcast blessed you and encouraged you. And if you need more encouragement, make sure you check out our website at wecollide.net. And if you know that this 
episode would encourage one of your friends. It's such a simple little thing to press one or two little buttons on your phone and send it to her so that she can hear this message and be blessed by it too. Friend, keep colliding and we'll catch you next week.